0: I had the, the greatest role model, my dad, who is, what can I say? He's the greatest man I know, he's the greatest man I will ever know. Welcome to The Art of Fatherhood, a podcast that takes you on the journey of fatherhood.
1: Now, here's your host, Art Eddy. This Art of Fatherhood podcast is being brought to you by Music and Arts. Next month, stop by your local Music and Arts store or go online to check out their free guitar weekend happening June 9th through June 11th. You'll get a free guitar when you sign up for your first month of lessons or when you buy three lessons, you get one free for new students or you can take $100 off, select Casio Digital Pianos. All you got to do is RSVP at musicarts.com slash free guitar promo. Music and Arts is inviting students to play on this summer. My family and I are big fans of music and arts. Last year, we got a free guitar during this event, plus our youngest daughter will look to take saxophone lessons again during the summer. She enjoys her classes with the music and arts staff, and we love to see her passion for music grow since she started taking lessons. We love the flexible scheduling options that music and arts has for busy families like us. If you're looking for something fun and engaging for your kids this summer... Stop by Music and Arts or go online at musicarts.com. And make sure you check out their free guitar weekend happening June 9th through the 11th. What's going on, everybody? Art here for another edition of the Art of Fatherhood podcast. I'm very happy to have this gentleman, Arthur Smith. Thanks for taking the time to chat with me, sir. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm I'm so excited. You know, the Art of Fatherhood, um, I'm excited because I'm probably going to get to talk about my dad, who's the greatest human being ever. So I'm very excited.
1: Nice. Looking forward to chatting with you about fatherhood, your dad, the life lessons you learned from him, and also the things that you're trying to teach your daughters. It was kind of cool before we started recording. We found out that we both have two daughters, so that's awesome. Um, And we're going to talk about your uh, book, Reach Hard Lessons and Learn Truth from a Lifetime in Television. Just, you know, read this book and learn more about you, sir. I was just like, man, this guy has seen it and done it all. But before we even get into that, let's talk about your fatherhood journey. When you found out you were going to be a dad, sir, what was going through your mind?
0: Oh, my God. Well, I cried. um, And I thought a lot about my dad. And uh, he was probably the first person I called. Yeah, you know, (laughs) she just said it. And I just went right back there. And I just got all the chills and all the shivers that that came with it. So um, it's interesting, I I, I must admit that I wanted to know the sex, like I, I always thought, like, up until that moment, that I would never not want to know the sex. But somehow, when somebody else knew it, I had to know it, too. So, uh, and it, it happened on both kids. And my wife and I said, we're not going to know. We're not going to know. And then, then of course, she, I said, I kind of want to know. she said, so do I. And so, anyhow, I, I'm blessed with two daughters. They're amazing. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's been, it's funny. Um, as you know, fathers and daughters, you have two daughters. Uh, they have special relationships. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the only, the only thing about daughters that I will say, the two scariest things are, are when they get their driver's license, and boys like driving and boys are the two scariest things because you know that's we're we're dads that's what we worry about
1: it's it's funny you mentioned that because my oldest we're starting we just enrolled her (laughs) driver's ed so i'm like oh here we go
0: (laughs) listen when you when you when you put your daughter and the and the first time she goes out in the car without you it's i still i still get nervous my my i have my daughters are older i have a 31 and a 27 year old and and Every time they get in the car, I'm still nervous. I said, you know, text me, call me when you get home, you know, just communicate. You know, I just I just need to know. And especially in L.A. where, you know, there's nothing worse. And it's it's happened to me a couple of times. There's nothing worse than driving to an accident site and you get that call from your daughter. And each one of them has called me. Thankfully, they're, they're, they're both OK. But, you know, when you get the daddy, I'm crying, they're crying they just been in an accident and you got to drive to the accident and you know you can't understand them because they're crying and talking at the same time you just go where are you and uh it's the, it's the worst you're going to get to experience that moment when they when they that first time when they go out on their own with their friends and stuff it's tough but but um hey it comes with uh, them growing up
1: no doubt i i really appreciate you sharing that you know i always ask and later i'll be asking for a dad a hacker a piece of advice but i felt like you already gave me a piece of advice about you know when you're when your kids start driving to where you've gotten in your career you know that probably like creativity and looking at things differently are things you probably had to have in your you know uh in your rolodex so to speak so creativity and looking at things from a different angle i'm guessing maybe you taught your daughter's that. but what are some of the values that you were looking to instill into them
0: well like i said you know i i I had the the greatest role model my dad who is what can i say he's the greatest man i know is the greatest man i will ever know and um gratitude is probably number one and that's the thing i learned most from him i always used to say that you know my dad and i could have the same exact sandwich we could be sitting at a deli having a sandwich but somehow his sandwich was better than mine and I was like, dad, I'm reading the same thing, but he was so grateful for everything in his life. And I've never seen someone get up in the morning and, and just be so happy. And, and he was funny. And, um, and so gratitude is number one. And that's something I talk about with my, with my kids, you know, um, and uh, you know, showing their appreciation, you know, right from the very beginning, you know, thank you, please, being polite, being respectful, um but yeah the thing i think about number 1 is gratitude cuz a lot of things flow from that if you if you're grateful then you're you know it helps shape you as a person
1: no doubt yeah and I, I i gratitude is yeah you're so spot on like during the pandemic my wife had the idea of and we still do it today we have a gratitude journal right in our kitchen and oh. whenever we're inspired <laughs> just write like it's like the book is kind of set up where you write three things that you're you're grateful for and you could be having a bad day, you kind of peek at that book and you look at it and then you get inspired to write and like, all right, I might be having a bad day, but I'm I'm thankful for food. I'm thankful for family, whatever it is. And sometimes it it makes you appreciate the small things, which are the big things, you know?
0: Correct. Correct. Listen, it's hard, you know, as as we all go through life, we were all young once and, and there are things that happen in your life and it's okay to be angry and it's okay to be upset, but try not to be angry or upset for too long is what I always say. Just try and let it go. But it's, it's hard. It's challenging. And especially when you're younger. But, um, you know, I think it's, you know, I think it's such an important value to have.
1: Because your dad was such a huge role model, and he was a big influence on your life. He you said the greatest man, right, that you've ever yeah. known. Were there certain things that you look back on uh, your relationship with him or your experience? Or like, oh, I loved when he did that. I want to try and you know, like put that mm-hmm. in into my parenting style.
0: Wow. Um, once again, I got the shivers because I just my mind just went back there. You know, um, the greatest compliment that I could get is somebody saying, you remind me of Saul or you remind me of your dad. And, you know, I have two I have two older sisters, two daughters, two older sisters surrounded by women my whole life. And, you know, every so often I'm on the you too? Oh, my God. <laughs> Art, Arthur, two sisters, two daughters. Wow. OK, were you uh, born in May? We're, <laughs> we're on a roll, man um yeah but you like you you like you know the black no
1: do you like the blackhawks you said no not no the i like the uh we're, we're talking about sports teams and we red yeah. sox yet. i'm a red sox fan a niners fan and a bulls fan oh so no hockey team i i will root like so my mom was like god rest her soul she was a big like originally from buffalo so all this all the buffalo okay. teams. and right, my right, youngest right. daughter loves the brew and so like here in carolina like I love the fact that the Whalers are now the, you know, the hurricane stuff like that. Yeah. So I I'll just, I'll support my, my daughter and obviously um, the Sabres do well. I'll support that. So, well, you know, I gotta be fair since I already told you mine, I know we'll go back to this question uh, <laughs> next up, but favorite sports teams. You can, you can uh, name them off right now. Yeah,
0: no. Yeah. We definitely have to get back to the topic, but uh, no, I'm, I'm a Montreal Canadiens fan. So like, you know, there is no other team. There is no other thing, you know, it's like the, you know, there's the house of worship is the is the, is the was the forum and, and the synagogue. I mean, there's like and the forum. Well, anyhow, um, but yeah, I'm a Montreal Canaan, So And then and then I'm L.A. all the way. Dodgers, Lakers, you know, um, uh, Kings are my second favorite team um anyhow so back to the back back to the question so uh which was the, was the question
1: just like you were just thought, like things that you oh, into, oh, yes, kind of want. oh oh yes yes yes
0: yeah, yeah no so i was i was saying i was talking about my two sisters and i'm you know i'm on the phone with them i talked to my sisters we're a very tight family that's the other thing that my dad and my mom you know both impressed upon me is the importance of family and so even though i everyone lives in montreal and toronto i i'm still incredibly close with my family i speak to my sisters every day i spoke to my parents every day so um but I'm on the phone with them, and you know, um, one of my sisters always goes. She goes, "Saul, stop it," and which is, which is my dad's name. So you know, or you know, you just sound like that. Oh my God, you sound like Dad. Like you sound like him. So, um, and um, you know, he he went through he went through life, and he was you know this incredibly hard worker, and uh, and work ethic is very very important. Uh, that's what clearly rubbed you know rubbed off on me and my daughters um are, are, are really hard workers and they, they they're both in the entertainment business which is kind of funny um because there was no push there was no shove there it just it just happened naturally because they were on sets a lot they were around a lot and they, and they both you know you know didn't commit to the entertainment business till you know, like one was right before college and the other one was during college that they both kind of changed. And, you know, Leah, who's who's 27, she works in development at A Smith & Co. And she's amazing and creative and funny. And uh, she's in the perfect place for her. And uh, and Rachel, um, who's my, the older one, is a supervising producer and she's worked her way up. And she's just great with story and content and, I'm, and uh, very organized. And uh, yeah, not too proud, huh? so uh um,
1: no i love it i, I, I gotta ask because you can tell yeah. was Leia inspired by something at all or no
0: <laughs> yeah yeah she was i mean cl- you know clearly but but uh no it, it's um yeah i'm sure i'm trying to go back to the question i start talking about that no, I, I, no,
1: I think them. i i definitely think you answered it just about yeah. you know hard work and obviously too your sister's um you know we're just you know calling you by your dad's name like are you sound just like dad and I, those are the things where it's almost like your dad was just not like just like you said you weren't forcing your kids down the entertainment path they just probably i think that's even better too like if they see the passion and the love that you have yes. for it, like, well dad gets enjoyment out of this and makes a decent you know a good living and all that other stuff so maybe we can i could go down this path or whatever my wife and i tell our kids all the time like just be happy with what you want to be in exactly life. um exactly But so we're talking about, we talked about the things that you learned from your dad. What is, what is something that you learned from your daughters that maybe you didn't know was there? Maybe uh, they taught you something about yourself or about life that, you know, you'd like to share with me.
0: Yeah. um, It's interesting. I, I, uh, as a dad and as a guy, you just want to solve everything, right? You just want to, come up with, with a solution for everything. So as soon as they start talking to me, I'm already like in solve mode. I'm also a producer. So it's also part of what I do at work. It's part of who I am. And I love them so much that whatever I can do to solve it. So I jump a lot of times before I should. Because sometimes, as we know, it's not about the solution. It's about being heard. And so you just have to let them go. You just have to let them talk. And don't solve it so quickly. And by the way, sometimes they don't want you to solve it. They don't want your help. So sometimes they want to work it out on their own. And and a lot of times it's just being a good listener. So I think that's probably the the most important thing. And and by the way, the hardest thing for me to do, because I just, I'm, you know, my personality, the way I am, what I do for a living, as I said, I just want to jump in and fix it. But- (laughs) You're not supposed to fix it. So that's probably number
1: one. Nice. I, I love that, man. It's just like talk about the shivers uh, you said earlier. So talking about trying to fix things right, right away, my oldest in high school, she was at uh, in Orlando for like a, with her school for like a singing competition and stuff and uh, for choir. And she calls me up on a Friday and she's like, dad, I can you just check the garage. I think I forgot to pack a shoe or sneaker, this or that. And she, Ultimately left the shoe at the hotel room because they had a pack for their performance and then they were gonna go to like Universal. And then like I'm like, I'm a I'm not I'm not at home, sweet. I'm out. And she's like, Oh, I'm gonna call mom. And so I'm texting my wife, and I'm just like, we gotta do something. I'm I'm looking at places where she can buy she's like art, this is something where she needs to learn. Yeah. She has to solve it on her wrote. And she did. She took care of it. And I'm just like, so I feel your answer in my bones, sir.
0: <laughs> well, you know, I mean, and, and listen, the other thing is that, you know, um I don't believe in, in, you know, the over pampering of children also, you know, I, I really think kids need to, listen, I never want them to be disappointed, I never want them to get hurt. But when they do, you know, we all try to, you know, we try to talk about it as a learning experience. And it makes them stronger, because they have to go out into this, into this world. And if they've never had disappointment, or they've never had hurt, I know this is kind of cliche, but it's so true. And, and I see it happen, you know, I, you know, we all We all have friends and we all see how our friends deal with their kids and everything else like that. And um, like, like I said, I never want them to get hurt. And and if I can uh, protect them in any way that I can, but it's going to happen. It's, it's just going to happen. And when it does happen, it's not, it's not such a bad thing. Right.
1: No doubt. No doubt. One more question before we get into your book and your great career Um, piece, like I said, piece of advice or a dad hack for new dads. Listen to this. What would you offer to them?
0: Um, piece of advice or a hack for new dads oh man well i i i think you know new i i think the big thing is that i think we forget how observant kids are and they pick up things right away so start setting the example young (laughs) start being you know, because they pick up, as we know, they pick up on things as like we all do. I mean, I was picking up things like my dad that I didn't know along the way. And, and I, um, and I can remember things, you know, when I was very, very little, but, you know, I have a lot of um, nephews and nieces who who have kids and have babies right now. And, um, you know, it's reminding me of, of what it was like when my kids were young. and I, And I think, you know, setting an example early on, because kids even at an early age are incredibly observant and they're going to pick up on things so start setting me good example
1: early on cuz they're yeah. watching <laughs> no doubt so whether you know it's family or friends and again congratulations on your book reach heart uh hard lessons and learn truth from a lifetime in television i bet you get this all the time whether people know you or if people meet you at a party or something and they're like oh this would you like oh you should write a book it sounds so interesting so how many times have you told that before? Like, Hey, maybe, or maybe you didn't, but I just feel like with your career and like the circles you run with people like Arthur, you should write a book. Like, have you heard that before? And then two, what inspired you to ultimately write this book, sir?
0: Um, Yeah. Yes. I, I, I had heard it before. I heard it, you know, I heard it over the years uh, which was very kind of people to say that probably because I was telling them some crazy story involving magic Johnson or Dwayne Johnson or you know, whoever, Little Richard, Brando, all of who are featured in the book. So, uh, or Paul Allen or Rupert Murdoch. Um, and, but the, um, what inspired me to to write the book was to do, you know, it's it's a memoir, but it's a memoir with a purpose. And, you know, it, it's called Reach and, and it's all about reaching beyond what you think you can do to discover that you can actually do it. Because when I look back on my life, I realized that so many of the things that have happened to me is when I really put myself out there, when I really extended myself. And, you know, I grew up as a very, very shy kid, hard to believe right now, but a very, very shy shy kid. And it was, there was a moment when I was nine years old, which I talk about in the book that changed my life. And I didn't know it then. You know, I I didn't realize because you're nine years old, you don't, you don't think that way but something happened in my subconscious of something that happened and it changed my life. And it taught me that putting myself out there, good things can happen. And it's one of the things I, I, I do talk to my daughters about is that, you know, the more you try, the luckier you get <laughs> and um, you know, and and not be afraid to put yourself out there and take chances. And I, you know, I say there's a, you know, there's a big difference. There's a, um, when you reach, you find out that there's a, you know, that there's a difference between a, a pipe dream and, and what you haven't there to try just yet. Um, so um, I kind of subconsciously have been writing this book in my head for four or five years. Okay. So, cause I kept thinking about it, kept thinking about it and uh, you know, cause I, the thing I knew is once I knew I wasn't going to be able to stop and that's exactly what happened. It was a Saturday. I went down to my, the room that I am in right now uh, and, and, and started to write and could not stop writing for two and a half days. And my wife was, what is wrong with you? What are you doing in there? And she said, are you going to eat? I said, yeah, I always have to eat, but I, but I got to eat quick. I got to get back. I'm, I'm, and I I couldn't, and so like at the end of what these that two and a half day period, I had 85 pages written. And I, I, I started reading it to my wife, who's the best listener ever. Um, and, uh, and she goes, What what is this? I go, I, I said, I think it's a book. And she goes, Oh, okay. So, and then you know, then over the next then it took me another few months to finish finish the rest of it and everything. But um, um, yeah, um, so like I said, it's 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 a it's a memoir, but I hope it's with a purpose. I use stories to show the power of reach and to show how it you know can come into your life. Now, you know, it's funny, we've been talking a lot about family today. We've been talking about I talked about my dad, I talked about my daughters, obviously. Um, and the one thing about reaching is that it's much easier to reach when you're reaching from a strong foundation. And, and for me, that foundation is, you know, is my family, but it was my parents initially. Mm. You know, I grew up with amazing parents and, uh, you know, my father used to say, there's never the right time to do the wrong thing. And there's, it's never the wrong time to do the right thing. And, um, and that's, you know, those things, those those lessons are, are things that I carry through my life. But like I said, they made, me, when I talk about this strong foundation, they made me feel special. They gave me confidence. They took, you know, and, and that was so important as, as, as you know, Art, is that, you know, when a, when a child does have confidence or builds confidence, it really can be life changing. It can really turn their life around. And, and um, so, yeah, so there, there was uh, it, it wasn't hard to write it was a pleasure to write I'm really excited I hope it uh uh inspires people i I, I think it'll be entertaining <laughs> because there are some great stories in there that I've never told before nice about uh about a number of um you know well-known people and and uh business tycoons and sports legends and uh famous people but but there are some stories about you know great, you know everyday people every day when i say like not celebrity people and yeah and um uh, that are in there as well so
1: love it and you you answered my, my follow-up questions about what you hope people will take away from it it's yeah. just the power of you know reach and like you said doing things um like it's almost like karma right you're doing things for the right purpose and you know things will happen um you, you kind of going with another with a sports analogy right like i'm a big fan of michael jordan and at certain ages, you know, he realizes like, all right, this just can't be on my physical power. It's got to be also my mental power, right? Too. So, in your career, when you're working, obviously you paid your dues and you're, you know, you're in the thick of it. When did that transition of not just working hard, but working smarter pay off for you? Because obviously, with your career, and you started to almost get the, I mean, the entertainment business is tricky and crazy. I get that. But I think this book and just learning more from you right now, like you understand, like, I feel like you're going to look for the blueprints and things. When did that finally your career, you start kind of noticing the blueprint and kind of knowing like, all right, this is how I can succeed because I've had the experience, but I know um, with the industry and with, with what I want to accomplish, like, was there a point that you can kind of recall where almost that switch happened?
0: Yeah. well, Thankfully for me, it happened early on, you know, and like I was on this, you know, I was on this really good, Um, track um, because there was a number of things that happened to me prior to even started starting to work at CBC. It was like, um, and and honestly it goes back to reaching and extending yourself. And, and uh, even how I got my first job, my first, you know, my first big break, the first big break is the hardest, you know, at at CBC sports. I didn't know how the business worked. I, you know, I, ignorance is, in my case is bliss because what (laughs) happened was I wanted to work at CBC sports which is the biggest sports organization in Canada. And I didn't know how the industry worked. And had I known how the industry worked, I probably wouldn't have done what I did. And I literally camped out at some, someone's office for a number of hours. And, uh, it was someone who was a graduate of my university, but a long time ago, like, you know, he was, you know, he was, yeah, he was mid forties and I was 22 years old. I literally camped outside his office and, uh, kind of stalked the guy. And then finally he came out and and I said, hi, I'm Arthur Smith. And we went to the same university and blah, blah, blah. And I said, can I have, you know, can I have 10 minutes of your time? And he goes, how long have you been out here? And I said, well, you know, like a few hours. And, and he said, Oh, you know, I'll give you five minutes and the five minutes turned out to, to be 90 minutes. And, 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 you know, at the end of it, he said, you know, you know, what do you, you know, what do you want to do here at CBC? I said, well, I want to be a producer. And he goes, that's a good goal. And he said, um, um, you know, but you know, what are you prepared to do now? And I said, no, no, I'm I'm ready to be a producer now. Ignorant, ignorant again, me ignorant, because that's not how it works. And he go, and then he explained to me how it works. And, and then he went on to say, it's very hard to get into sports. You're gonna have to be a production assistant. You may have to work on local news and fast track. You could probably be a PA in sports, maybe in five or six years. And I said, well, that's too long. So, <laughs> and, and he said, and he, then he said, well, it's very nice talking to you and I'll see you later. And I thought, well, that that was fun. That was the end of it. Um, As it turned out, I did enough to impress him that I got a phone call from his boss and I had a meeting with CBC Sports and they created a job for me. And and uh, where I, you know, and I was a producer at 22 years old at CBC Sports, but I didn't know what the hell I was doing. So I just kept reaching and, you know, found my way. And, you know, like I said, it's all covered in the book. And Um, but, but, you know, it was that moment where I, you know, I realized that, you know, reaching and going for it, um, was, um, was working, was working. And by the way, (laughs) throughout my life, I have lots of other attempted reaches that never happened. And so some of which are covered in the book, but, but that's, 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 that's what works for me. I remember, you know, one of the other things that happened when I, when I, when I had that Second meeting with his boss and, and a number of other CBC executives, you know, I walked in there with actual ideas on paper because I didn't want to be one of those people who says, "Oh, I have good ideas." I I I said, you know, at a certain point in the meeting, I said, you know, lots of people talk about good ideas. I'm going to show you my ideas. And I, once again, I didn't know how things worked. I just put myself out there. And I remember I was handing out these pieces of paper, and and everybody was looking at me like 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 I had two heads and 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 you know, and I went through it, and I didn't know if it was a good thing or a bad thing, but I ended up with a job interesting thing is you know, six or seven years later, somehow I become head of the sports division and and most of the people in that room were working for me, which was crazy i was you know i was twenty eight but the cool thing was is my first night as head of sports, I went into um i was in you know I had the corner office and i'm I, I found my file, like the human resources file like you know where, where and in it were those papers that I handed out at that meeting. That's awesome. It was so cool. It was so cool. Like somehow somebody saved those papers. Yeah. So you know, um, yeah. To me, like I said, it's all about putting yourself out there, and and um, you know um, that that's that's worked for me. And, and like I said, thankfully, it, it you know that is was the momentum starter for me, and it's still the way I think. And um, but like I said, you know, I have, you know, a lot of wounds from the entertainment business and 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 not every, you know, just because you want it doesn't mean it's going to happen. And just because you visualize it doesn't mean it's going to happen. But I also believe in faith. You know, I believe everything is meant to be. And, you know, along the way, listen, I've had my company for for 23 years, but I, you know, I worked for other people for about, about 20 years. And, um, you know, there are positions that I thought I would get that I didn't get and things like that, but it never stopped me from reaching. It never stopped me from trying. And, um, yeah, that's, thankfully I learned
1: it early on. Love it. Thank you very much for sharing that. I got two more questions before we finish off with the father quick five. And also too, just your mentality is a great thing to teach your kids where it's like, be prepared. You know, yes, you can have luck and you can have opportunity, but being prepared helps you succeed with that luck right so oh yeah i I love that so kind of with that was there a job or a position or a show that you appreciate maybe not more than any others but just you appreciate because where it got you or how you fought for that position or how you fought for that show it worked out and it came to fruition and people enjoyed it do you have one of those moments that you like to share
0: I, on, honestly, I've, I'm so grateful that I've had lots of those moments, you know, and, and I, I don't, I, I can't even think of what, which one. I'll mean, like I It's said, almost I walk... like
1: asking like, which is your favorite kid? You're like, Arthur, I don't yeah. have a favorite
0: kid. <laughs> you know, listen, I, I've been doing, I've been doing Hell's Kitchen with Gordon Ramsay for, for 20, we've done 22 seasons. Season 22 hasn't aired yet, but it will soon. Um, and, um, you know, every time I walk onto the set, I, I'm, to this day, I, it never gets it never gets old you know and um and American Ninja Warrior which is in our 15th season you know um you know which is kind of fun kind of interesting for me because that show is a blend of both of my worlds because I've been a sports guy and an entertainment guy and um so um you know and, and and the cool thing about Ninja is that you know it's a show that kind of snuck up on people and uh who would ever think that an obstacle course show would be on primetime and NBC? It's a, it's a long story of how it happened, and it's covered in the books. So I, I I won't you know talk about it now, but but it you know um, I'm I'm a big emotional guy, just like my dad, and my, I'm 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 yeah I'm extremely emotional and passionate, and the one thing about all my shows, um, at least what we try to do is really make people feel something mm. and and, inv- and and so i got to get you invested in character and that's what we work hard on and that and that's why ninja works and i think that's the same reason why hells works and and by the way it was the way i was when i produced sports i've done three olympic games i probably shot 500 of those olympic profiles you know in my in my other life in, in my sports life and you know growing up with two sisters and two daughters um, you know who aren't big sports fans and you can tell by my background, I am—you know—I love sports. Uh, I mean, television is my first love, but you know, anytime I produced a sporting event, um, it was always about how do I get them to watch? You know, how do I make them feel something? And I suppose if I if I really really drill down, I think it was probably um, some package that I did on some on on some athlete that got such a reaction and I actually made people feel something and, mm. and uh, you know, whether it was in the control room as it watched and people were wiping away tears, that's probably, that's probably was the thing. And uh, I, I, you know, um, it's the great thing about what we do is I always, I always want to create content that makes you feel something, happy, sad, mad, uh, whatever. So, um, yeah.
1: You have definitely done that with all the different shows you've helped produce, (laughs) sir. Love it. Um, Just, I'm curious, especially with your experience and your time in in, in that world, what what do you feel or how do you see, I mean, you've seen the evolution of TV and streaming and all that other stuff, just from your point of view, what do you think, what is your take on the evolution from the time you started to now where, you know, I was listening I think I was listening to a sports podcast or a movie podcast talking about because you're talking about the Michael J. Fox thing about yeah. how they wanted to catch the last episode of Family Ties and he was taping them and he was like telling his mom to rush home because obviously he didn't have DVR and maybe they didn't at the time didn't have the VHS player to you couldn't like program it. But now it's almost like TV is centered around us now what do you think about the landscape from the time you started to now with TV streaming and all that?
0: Yeah. I mean, one of the, one, I mean, I love it because I'm, I'm a television junkie and it like, I, you know, I started, I was, you know, that kid who, 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 who watched TV all the time. And my parents were, were very, um, um, accepting of my, uh, my addiction to television. And, um, and so, uh, yeah, the greatest the greatest uh, birthday gift that I ever got from my wife was TiVo, the DVR when it first came out. You know, it was the best gift because that, you know, for a TV junkie, what what could be better than watching things when you want it and everything else like that? I mean, I had when the VC, I had the first VC, I had a Betamax. Then I, you know, like when it first came out. So I think, you know, from a from a technology point, I mean, we were living in a in a world as you said it where we program our own networks now we program what we want to watch and it's so interesting you remember you know we're we're talking about fatherhood like there's two things that happen at a dinner conversation when you go with friends you talk about your kids and then you talk about what's to watch
1: yes (laughs) i don't
0: i don't remember that you know five years ago when the subject is what are you watching you know you know, Netflix, Apple, what show, what, whatever, and because there's so much, it is without question the golden age of television, the golden age of content, and there is just so much great stuff. So I mean, it's kind of amazing what's what's out there, and uh, you know, uh, it's 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 funny because uh, you know when when I was younger, when the when the TV guide used to come into the house, I you know. I had to make a plan, like a strategic plan on <laughs> how I was going to divide up my time, right? It was like, okay, and literally I'd be marking things in the guide. I'd have a spreadsheet, not on a computer because we didn't have laptop computers, but my own, you know, handwritten spreadsheet on, you know, what I was going to watch for the week. And and uh, it was kind of like a triage. I was like, kind of like, and... And so it's, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of been amazing to see, to see what's happened. And, and, uh, and actually as a, as a producer, it's great because, you know, years ago, genres were in, genres were out. Now everything's in, you yeah. just have a place to put it. So if you, you know, look at what's happened to documentaries and, and, uh, you know, where and game shows and I mean, really you know, like I said, every every genre is in because there's so many platforms and so many places to place your content. So it's 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 great being a producer at this time too. But it's great being a watcher because there's yeah. just so many great things to watch.
1: I love I love the TV guy thing. When we get at that in the mail, I take a highlighter and being like, what time is like Empire Strikes Back gonna be on like whatever's you know is in like syndication or the sports team like okay the you know the the Patriots because we're living in New York time or you know Illinois like oh the Bears are playing so and so you'd highlight because it'd be always like you know what were the key movies or the premiere movies on HBO or Cinemax that they were going to have? Was great. I love that. <laughs> so awesome. Um, thank you very much for being gracious with your time. We're going to finish off with the Father Quick Five favorite family movie. Do you guys have one?
0: Um, I'm going to go with Rudy.
1: Oh, nice. Okay. Nice.
0: Yeah. You know, it's funny because my my kids, even though they're not like big sports fans, they love sports movies. Nice. So yeah.
1: Favorite band or artist or type of or genre of music you couldn't wait to introduce your kids to?
0: Um probably Elton John.
1: Nice. Perfect. Yeah. Scribe the perfect family vacation. Where would it be?
0: Um there's those chills coming. Um pretty much anywhere I'm with my kids. It doesn't, it doesn't matter, doesn't matter where we are, you know. It's funny when we when we like to go away. Christmas time as a family because it's the one time when we're all uh, we're all off, and um, and during COVID we didn't travel. So there was one time where we just rented a house and drove about an hour from here just to get away, and it was it was good as good as any vacation, just being together.
1: Nice, like especially with your career, did you have like a cool dad moment from your daughters or one of your daughters because you got to like you got to bring them on set? You said they were on set, like. Describe like a cool like dad moment that your daughters were like maybe even to this day like dad do you remember such and such when you introduced me to who or we went to the set?
0: Yeah, no, for sure. Um, yeah, they they've they've met a lot of people that they've wanted to meet. You know, I'm I'm trying to think, but there's been like, um, oh, there was they uh, I introduced them to Zach Efron. Nice. That was big. <laughs> During the heyday of high school musicals so that was kind of cool um yeah I mean listen like I said they're 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 you know fortunately i've been I've been blessed and uh, you know they've met a lot of cool people along the way but you know also being in sports you know when my kids go to games we 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 sit in pretty good seats you know right. so we're 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 living the life it's it's kind of funny when when I was in <laughs> It's kind of you gotta you gotta keep everything in check. And and this is kind of embarrassing, but I'll yeah, what the hell? I'll tell you anyhow. <laughs> when, my, when my kids were younger and I was traveling in, in in sports and stuff like that, there was a time when, you know, we'd book block book hotels. And because, you know, I was in, you know, I was the leader of the group, you know, I'd always get the suite. And a lot of times my kids would come with me. So when we went on a family vacation once. My youngest daughter, she, we, you know, we, we had a room with two beds. So she, she's like opening up the closet. I go, what are you doing? She goes, I'm looking for the other rooms. And I go, no, 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 no. This is, this is, this is a vacation. That was so anyhow. Um, Yeah.
1: (laughs) I love it. That's awesome. Thank you very, very much for sharing that. And then lastly, top three words you hope your daughters would use to describe you as a dad. What would you want them to be?
0: um thoughtful Mm. um supportive um sensitive
1: nice great three words right there people make sure you pick up arthur's book reach hard lessons and learn truth from a lifetime in television it's a good great read uh you can pick it up wherever you purchase books to get a signed copy go to dieselbookstore.com slash signed books support this guy He loves to put good things out in the world. And obviously he has. He's entertained us for a while, for so many years. So support him. Pick up his book, Reach. You definitely enjoy it. Uh, Arthur, thank you so much for this conversation. Really enjoyed it. I wish you and your family continued success, sir.
0: Thank you so much. It's been great talking to you.
1: Thank you. Thanks for checking out this week's edition of the Art of Fatherhood podcast. Please rate, subscribe, and review wherever you listen to podcasts. And also go to artoffatherhood.net. You can have a chance to check out some great articles like the weekly Dad's Doing It Right column, The Collector of the Week, and many more. Plus, you have a chance to win some very cool prizes like video games, collectibles, all that good stuff. Go to artoffatherhood.net. And please make sure you rate, subscribe, and review wherever you listen to podcasts because i will greatly appreciate it to get the word out on the Art of Fatherhood podcast. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Art of Fatherhood podcast. Leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts and go to
0: artoffatherhood.net.